Welcome to the Sample Chapter Podcast, the show where authors read a sample chapter from one of their books. Here's your host, Jason A. Meiske. Hey everybody, Jason here welcoming you back to episode 80 of the Sample Chapter Podcast. This week we are sitting down with Senesatia sci-fi author Angela Daniel. This is an exciting episode. You're going to be learning about that word I just said, as well as things like 11 benevolent elephants. So, so if you want to learn more about these things, stay tuned. That interview with Angela is coming up in just a couple minutes. You don't want to miss out on that. 11 benevolent elephants. I'm getting better at it. <laughs> anyway, as I said, this is the Sample Chapter Podcast, the show where authors read a sample chapter from one of their books. Follow the show on Twitter and Facebook. You can subscribe on pretty much all major podcast platforms and now on YouTube. If you want to reach out to me, you can by doing so at samplechapterpodcast at gmail.com. And, you know, you can just send me a message about something you like about the show or if you are interested in being a guest or have a guest recommendation. Hit me up on that email, and uh, yeah, we'll have a chat. I want to thank our sponsor, who's been with us since the beginning, U-Store-All. They're the premier self-storage facility in Warrensburg, Missouri. They have such features as climate control and non-climate control. Two facilities in the Warrensburg area, both of them fully fenced, gated access with your own private gate code, and 70 cameras recording 24 hours a day on DVR digital cameras. LED lighting and solar power, those put together are doing what they can to lower their their carbon thumbprint on the environment. So that's a really cool thing, you know, and it's 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 amazing facilities. They're very, very clean. I've talked to uh, several customers recently, and that is one of the number one things that they talk about is it is such a clean facility. Make sure you check them out online at ustoral.net. That is the letter U. S-T-O-R-A-L-L dot net. I also want to thank our friends Scribner. They have been a sponsor since around April or so. And man, they have been wonderful. We have loved having them here and uh, look forward to uh, continuing this relationship with them. I know a lot of authors that have been taking advantage of the special promo that we have and the commercial that you're going to hear real soon. If you use the code CHAPTER, Whenever you go to check out, you're going to save yourself 20% off your desktop order. Listen to the ad coming up. You're going to find out about the number one writing software in the world. They have it all. It is your research. Everything you're looking for is all in one place. I love it. I use, I actually use all of their services. I have it on my laptop. I have it on my desktop. And I have the mobile app version that I use on my phone. All of them sync together on a cloud platform so that that way, wherever I am, I can pull up my story right where I left off. Check out the commercial coming up here in just a moment and uh, click on the links in the show notes so that way you don't miss out. I also want to give a big thank you to our friends at the Pop Goes the Culture Network. They are some really, really cool people. They share everything there is about pop culture, whether it's movies, books, you know, celebrity news and rumors, upcoming stuff. It's so many cool things. They have podcasts. There are blogs. There are all kinds of articles going on. And, and, and just, you know, just to name two of my favorite 
podcasts that I listen to on there on a regular basis. Alamo Backlot is one of them. They've been doing a summer-long list of summer blockbuster movies, and then they put them up against each other. I'm still upset that E.T. beat Raiders of the Lost Ark. Somebody got paid under the table. Joey, you need to find out who it was, who did that, because there's no way in the world that uh, Dr. Jones is beaten by an alien. (laughs) But uh, check out the show. You're going to really like that. Back in Time Podcast is another one that I listen to weekly. They've been doing some really great retro reviews on movies here recently. Great Outdoors was one of their movies they did recently, and I laughed throughout the whole episode. It was a lot of fun. But that's just two of the many, many podcasts that are on there, including this show. So make sure you click on the link in the show notes. Get on over and check out popgoestheculture.com. So for me, a little bit of news, I guess I should go ahead and mention, if you saw recently the post, yeah, I was in an accident over the weekend. My wife and I were getting ready to leave for a trip. I didn't make it very far before we were rear-ended in a severe accident. Our car was totaled, but it's okay because we're fine. Uh, We did get checked out, spent uh, several hours at the hospital, but ultimately we were okay. The other driver, we believe he's still okay. We're not really sure yet. But, uh, yeah, it, it was a scary experience, and uh, it's uh, something we're, uh, we're dealing with right now. But, yeah, we're okay, and uh, thank you very much for all of you out there who have been inquiring and posting and wishing us your best and sending your prayers. It's uh, very appreciative, and uh, thank you so much. And, you know, and it's funny. You go through something like that, and I was going to be gone all weekend anyway. You know, I was going to be gone. I wasn't going to get any writing done, any editing done, nothing like that. And then that comes up and that happens. And so now I'm home all weekend long and I still didn't do any writing or editing or whatever. But the thing is, is like, I was exhausted. I mean, if you, if you've never been through an experience like that, I'm, I'm just shocked how exhausted I was all weekend long. My wife and I, we just rested. You know, it's amazing how that, uh, how that can wipe you out. But anyway, yeah, we're doing fine. And thank you so much, everybody who's been reaching out to me. You guys are wonderful. I love doing this show, and I love every one of you out there that are listening around the world. Thank you so much. Well, like I said, our our guest for this episode is Angela Daniel. She is a sci-fi author, really big in popular science. Um, you know, she grew up near NASA's Johnson Space Center, which really, really imbued in her that that desire for science fiction. And she really, really knows her sci-fi. I'm asking her about her cover, and I'm talking about, oh, it's a cosmic cloud or something. Now, she knew, she knows exactly what it is, and she tells me. You're going to hear that. It's funny. She has some really great stuff. Uh, It's her first time reading, but she does a fantastic job. I hardly had to edit at all. And one of the things I thought was really, really interesting, and she talks about this, how she once scrapped an entire book just so she could start over. Uh, she loved the book idea, loved what was happening, but didn't like the direction it was going. So she started over. Oh my gosh. Let's hear more about that with our interview with Angela Daniel right after a word from our sponsor. Jason here. Hey, I wanted to take a moment and tell you about my favorite writing tool, Scrivener. 
Now I know you've heard about Scrivener because their writing software has been embraced by hundreds of thousands of other writers like you and I, from the novice to best-selling novelists. The reason we all use it is because of Scrivener's core concept to bring all the writing tools you use together in a single application. And with tools like automatic backup, character maps, project goals, and let's not forget that amazing corkboard, you can see why I use Scrivener every day. As a bonus for Sample Chapter Podcast listeners, use code CHAPTER for 20% off your desktop version. Scrivener Writing Software, built by writers for writers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Sample Chapter Podcast. It seems like we're going back to Texas quite a bit, but this week <laughs> we have Senezatia sci-fi author Angela Daniel with us. Angela, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, I think right out of the gate, everybody's going to want to know, what did he just say? Sensation. <laughs> what is that? Uh, it's a phenomenal perception. It's cross-wiring of the senses that creates, I guess, bad signals that are sent from if you see things, you're going to taste them. If you hear things, you're going to smell them. So I'm already kind of wacky to begin with. <laughs> Well, that's very unique, though. That's just really interesting. I'm sure that really helps feed into your, your writing. It does, and it, it, it also makes it very different. Well, go ahead and let the audience know a little bit more about yourself. Um, I'm not sure what everybody would want to know. I'm very recently an author. I've only been writing for a couple of years, but I've always wanted to do this. Just didn't quite have the right story to tell until causality. Gosh, I mean, what do y'all want to know about me? <laughs> well, we know that you grew up near Johnson Space Center, staring <laughs> at the stars, and that helped feed your, your love for sci-fi. Yes, uh, absolutely. And you were always looking forward to writing. So did you write a lot of stories as a child? You know, I tried, but I think I only had ideas. I didn't have stories, so I never really got very far. This is really the first thing I've ever finished. So, or causality was the first thing I ever actually finished. So that was my break in. Okay. All right. Well, you know, I, I don't think you're alone with that. I know a lot of like myself included. I'll just say it that way. I can, I can speak for myself that like I've got a drawer full of half thoughts, half books, you know, little ideas of, of scenes, things that I've dreamt about that I have no idea where this is going to go. But it's uh, little things I would start writing down and I just need to get them down. I don't know what I'm going to do with them. I don't know if they'll even go anywhere, but uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of authors who probably relate to that. And that's actually what happened to me. I, I normally I have dreams. They're black and white, they're grainy. And then all of a sudden I started having these dreams that were like full color, vivid IMAX 3d. And I was like, these are pretty cool. So I started writing them down. And after like about the fourth dream, I realized they were all connected. I was like, Oh, this is a story. <laughs> so I just kept <laughs> writing the stuff down. And then all of a sudden I had this novel and I looked up at my husband and I was like, I, I just finished a novel. And he's <laughs> like, no, you didn't. So I just like had to come to terms with that. But that's, that's how it came to be. Oh, that's great though. That's was wonderful. And that first one, that was Causality, which is the book yes. we're going to hear from today. That is correct. Oh, my goodness. Well, tell us a little bit about it. We're going to go dive into it more a little bit later, but uh, tell us a little bit of what we're, we can expect. Well, for Causality, I, what I have is uh, volume one now. I, it 
causality is going to have three volumes, but the entire saga is called the saga of Zen. I'm going to have probably about 20 books total in the, the series. And it's a very big, ambitious space opera, science fiction, very deep moral message too. And I think that, that that's the biggest part of it is that there, there is an overall moral message that is universal. Mm-hmm. And it's basically just that the broken are going to save everything. <laughs> that's, that's a good way to go about it, though, is to have a central theme, something that people can relate to and something that they can grasp onto, uh, an overarching theme throughout the books, which is, I think that's really, really cool. Exactly. Uh, now, when did, uh, with, between the dreams and then finally finishing, how long uh, did that take you? Four months. Um, just kind of started putting them together and they they weren't in any order. And by the time I had them all written down, I basically had to put the puzzle together to see what everything was and then kind of fill in and weave them together. And that, that didn't take very long, but the whole process was about four months. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah, I was really. (laughs) (laughs) That's really awesome. Well, all right. So what we'll do is, is we'll come back to that here in a few moments, but let's talk about your other book. uh, The one that we won't be hearing from today. And I know I'm going to butcher the name, even though we just went over it a couple of times. So let me see your 11 benevolent elephants, 11 benevolent elephants, 11 benevolent elephants. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay. So it was uh, Disbonnet Nuit. Close enough. Actually, that's pretty good. Um, I, 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 kind of do the dirty Cajun French, so it's disbonnoui is how I say it, but I also have the little Texas drawl in there, too, so I can't help myself. (laughs) I keep keep adding the T on the end of it. (laughs) Yeah, and and that's that's normal. Um, If it helps, the French, the English translation to that is say goodnight. Okay, all right. That's pretty cool, though. And and it threw me off when I first saw it, because I was like, oh, wait a minute, I, I found somebody else's book. Uh, <laughs> nope, that was book. mine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when I first found it. But then I looked at the, I saw the author. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. No, that's just the right one. So this is cool. And, and, and it even says right there at the top too, from the author of Causality. But, right. So this is, this is a really unique uh, New Orleans-based book. Now, what, how did this come about? So you must have spent a lot of time in New Orleans. No, I actually have only been to New Orleans one time. And it was, it was, I had already had this idea for a story, but it was a very small idea, just one character. And uh, I asked a friend of mine that had been to New Orleans many times some questions, and she just took me in and said, here, sit around. So I just kind of sat in the French Quarter and just absorbed everything, and then this book came out. Wow. Well, give us the elevator pitch. What, what's the book about? Uh, an unusual virus breaks out in New Orleans, and by the time that they realize what's going on, it's spreading really fast. They're trying to stop it. The characters don't know each other. They just kind of all get thrown together in the middle of this. There are a bunch of different people. The most eccentric is an old hoodoo lady that uh, they rescued from the French Quarter. And we've got scientists, we've got hoodoo, and they're all trying to solve this before it's too late. Wow. That's very, uh, seems almost timely. It seems like there's, it seems like there's it, it, always some kind of a viral thing going on around the world. Yeah, it was very strange the way it came up. But uh, as soon as I published the book, there was this weird viral outbreak in New Orleans the, like a week later, and I was really freaking out. <laughs> but it went away. <laughs> Whatever it was went away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Like, no, I didn't start this. This isn't, 
my way of selling the book. <laughs> you know, when people ask me what I do, I tell them I kill people. <laughs> That's right. Just don't look at our search results. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So that now this was another one that, uh, was this dream inspired or was it, uh, how, how did you come up with the idea for this? No, I just had this idea for a character and, uh, the character in the book, her name is Queenie. Uh, she was the hoodoo lady. I just kind of had this idea for a character and I, I don't really know what happened because after I came back from new Orleans, I maybe stewed on it for a while, didn't write anything. And then a few months later I sat down to start to write. And from the first sentence, I just barreled through it. I think I ignored many, many, many obligations that I was supposed to take care of for a few weeks. Nobody knew where I was. I just went into this weird trance, and then I kind of came out of it six weeks later with like a 90,000-word novel. Wow. And I still don't know where it came from. That You know, but that's that's really inspiring that you were able to tap into that thing that whatever it is, you know, that, that, that nether or whatever you want to call it, that you're tuned into and able to just draw on it and let it flow right out. I think that the biggest thing for me is that I was able to hear, smell, taste, feel all. I had all the sensations of what the French quarter was mm -hmm. and that was enough to actually fuel the entire story. Well, I mean, it's, it's, as you know, I mean, our senses really fuel so many things about our life and they do to be able to put that into a book really heightens it, uh, for the experience, heightens the experience for the reader. Yeah, so, and I really, that's, that's my goal too. I want a sensory experience. I don't just want them to read this story. I want them to taste the fruit. I want them to smell the flower, you know, so I'm very, very descriptive of those things. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, because, you know, military thing of, yeah, they shot the alien and this happened and I saved the girl. You know, that's that it, everybody writes that kind of stuff. It's let's let's smell the bakery down the street. Exactly. The flowers that are growing on the windowsill upstairs. The breath of the person sitting across from you talking to you. <laughs> All those things are important, especially to set a mood. <laughs> oh my goodness that just painted a picture for me i had a thought of something else and it's amazing, <laughs> it's amazing what those sensory suggestions can do for your memory as well so <laughs> exactly they trigger everything oh my goodness this is awesome okay so uh we'll come back over here you have causality uh, volume one with really really awesome covers and you did you you told me that uh, you did the covers yourself Right. I my own art. I was fortunate that the business that I've been doing for the last 10 years trained me in graphics and stuff. So my, uh, my covers are just as well thought out as my stories themselves. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, the Despond Nui, it definitely paints a picture of New Orleans, you know, with the mask on there and the, the beads in the background and all. But uh, causality, I have a, as we were talking before, I have a total Flash Gordon vibe coming off of that space cloud or whatever you want to call that. On it's it's nebula gas, but, um, but that's exactly what I was going for. I, I um, grew up with comic books, Stanley, you know, my first absolute hero. If you look, if you look at the back of this one, I, I dedicated that book to Stanley, as a matter of fact, <laughs> but, um, but I'm a comic nerd. So my whole point with causality was that I wanted to lay it out 
the way that the old comic style stories are told. So I have a lot of the same components, the same type of characters. You'll, you'll recognize the characters, even though they're not characters you've ever met before. Okay. All right. So you're hitting, hitting the tropes and such. So that's that's my sure. hope because that was the comics were the thing that really, really made me want to be a storyteller. Yeah. So that, I guess what's that, that molded the way that I tell the story. Very cool. And you've got uh, book two is already completed. Well, it was completed and then I scrapped it because uh, I decided that I didn't like the way I was revising it. So I'm halfway done with it again. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm rewriting oh, the original, right? But it's much better now. So it, it'll be done soon. That just, that just blows my mind. I, and, and I knew that, but I wanted to bring it up again. So that we use. <laughs> but, uh, oh my gosh, that it just blows my mind. I, I've scrapped a couple of chapters before, but never the whole thing and started over. That's, wow. Well, I figured that if it was good enough and it was powerful enough to be in there, I'd remember it. And so far, most of the dialogue is, is almost exactly the same because it was good dialogue and I didn't forget it. Mm -hmm. It was just the stuff in between I wasn't happy with. Oh my goodness. That's, that's amazing. And then, uh, so you get that one. The second one will be coming out sometime. Uh, do you think maybe this year or do you think it will, will be this year? It will definitely be this year. Okay. And then a third and then, and, and the, this is just going to be a three book series or, or do you think maybe more? Causality? Well, well, there's an entire saga here. It's called the saga of Zen, but causality is the first three volumes of the saga of Zen. After that, each book is going to have its own title, uh, such as uh, the fourth book is going to be called The Book of Yarrow. It will still be volume four, but it won't be causality. I don't know if that makes sense or not. It's just all the saga of Zen. Yeah, okay. No, that, that's actually a really unique way to, uh, to put it all together. It's also a very comic book way to put it together, too. It is. That's it the is. way I was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's going to be really exciting. So I am excited. <laughs> now, uh, outside of causality, do you have anything else that you're working on? I am working on another story right now. It's, I'm trying not to put too much into it and get volume two done, but it's still coming out. Uh, it's an AI science fiction called Flaw. Oh, okay. And I don't really want to give too much about that yet because I'm not 100% sure where it's going, but it's, it's there. <laughs> Awesome. Do you do you like to focus on one book at a time, or do you dabble in several at once? Well, I think that it's easier for me just to think of one story, and then after I uh, published volume one of Causality, I immediately sat down and started trying to write volume two, mm -hmm. um, and I, I got blocked, so I ended up with this ennui. That may end up happening, but I'm not going to let that happen um, on volume two. I'm going to finish volume two, then I'm going to do Flaw. And then I'm going to finish volume three, which is partly written already anyway. Okay. Well, that, all right. Well, I like that. I like that. So that way you get fans. I think I'm going to try to have something different between each of the saga of Zen books. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's going to be good then. Cause yeah, it, it's in this business, you know, everybody likes the, uh, the series. They like series and they want to get them as fast as they can, but it's nice to put something else out in between. So that way it kind of, peppers the flavor of what everybody's going to be experiencing. Exactly. And I want to see which genres I can, I can do well in. Um, and so obviously sci-fi is where I've started, but I do have this idea for a fantasy series. And so I'm going to hop around a little bit and see what I really like. Science fiction is my number one love, but maybe it's not the best thing for me. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. 
yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to writing in several different genres, probably all you know in that thriller range. But still, right, I'd like to go, you know, outside and test it and and see what I can do. But I love it. This is this is going to be exciting, and I can't wait to see more and uh, follow up with some of this. I hopefully you let me know when these oh, are coming out, so that way we can of share them and tell people about it. All right. Well, where can where can people find you online, or where can they follow you? Um, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. All of those are just simply at Angela's Pearls, spelled just like it sounds. Um, and then, of course, if you go to Amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Angela's Pearls. Um, and then online, I have a website, Angela'sPearls.com. I made it really easy. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. And I'll make sure uh, for everybody listening, there will be links to all of that in the show notes. So that way everybody can just click on the link at the end of the episode and pull that right up. So that way you know right where to go. Awesome. Angela, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm so happy you reached out to me and uh, we had that wonderful chat on Twitter there for a while. And then uh, I'm so happy I got to convince you to come on here. Well, I appreciate it too. And, and you've taught me so many things with the Sensatia and 11 benevolent elephants. <laughs> I do have to shout out to, to my friend that taught me that though, just because. Absolutely. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. Yes, that was wonderful. <laughs> I'm going to be doing that all the time now. I, I, I haven't stopped. It's addictive. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you once again. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for me to step aside and hand the floor over to our guest, Angela Daniel with Causality. Okay, so I'm going to start in the middle. Lost somewhere between the fabric of space, not sure where they would emerge. The tension was growing. It was easy to suspect the worst, and Drianna didn't want to give in to the mob-type mentality but the worst had happened over and over again. It was obvious that the children of Zen wanted the press of I, and they needed her to operate it. Even the weapons cache for the Lowry was only accessible from the master vessel. With the two, they could likely wage the war they wanted and carry a superior advantage. But the devastation that they'd leave behind, she couldn't allow that to happen. Look, sister, you have no idea what you're talking about, Elliot retorted angrily as she confronted him in the suite. Who has this been? The projection looped twice before she shut it off. Staring at the empty space where the image had played, he was quiet for an exaggerated time. Give me something, she pleaded. You know what my hobby was back home? Did he think changing the subject would work? No, what, she said. Conspiracy theories. There was a nostalgic tone in his voice. Although she felt they were recklessly careening off the subject, she didn't respond. I mean, yeah, most of them were way out there cuckoo. But there was always a few that just grabbed you by the rocks and squeezed. I'd spent hours just looking everything up I could about a topic. But you know what the one thing they all had in common was? I don't, she said. They all had a hint of truth to them. I mean, we may be talking about a grain of sand on the beach, but always a bit of truth. Seriously, now you get deep and theatrical? What do you think I was going to do? The heavy side that followed told her that there was more coming. These children of Zen, they're not only religious zealots, they're way ahead in genetic alterations. Bad, bad people. To keep the families off their trail, they've been relocating people to those farming moons they found while they were searching for the Armada. Relocating? She didn't understand. Kidnapping, buying, any other horrible way they can get their hands on warm bodies. Why do you think we haven't met anyone else that's arrived? We were trying to figure out where they were taking them. Whether he was telling the truth or not, he certainly believed he was. This whole thing, he waved over where the projection had been, 
was just to get a location. So what, if we're gonna find out where they were and save everyone? Her tone was condescending. Whether you believe it or not, that was the plan, he laughed, pointing at the remains of the bruises on his face. It didn't turn out so well for me. So they want me to find the Armada and pilot the ship's form, right? I mean, that could be the only answer. They don't want you. The stress on the word you was unsettling. They want your descendants. She was confused. She didn't have descendants, but she didn't want to admit that she was lost. He could see it in her eyes that she wasn't following. Making an erratic gesture towards his stomach, he repeated, you know, your descendants. Of course. That way they could link to any bloodline they wanted and still maintain the genetic codes to control it all. Even an infant could provide what they needed. There was something there, a thought, but it was gone before she could focus on it. What was it he was offering you? On the projection, what is it you wanted? She asked. Wasn't real, doesn't matter. It was evident she wasn't going to get much more out of him. Was it possible he was just trying to help? So who were you working with on this grand scheme? Ask tall, dark, and broody, he walked towards the back of the room and then added, without turning around, if you're going to lock me in, leave wine. And you've been listening to sci-fi author Angela Daniel reading volume one from her space opera, Causality. Hey, the book is available right now. Make sure you click the links in the show notes so you can pick up a copy of it for yourself. I'm grabbing a copy of it, and you should too, because it looks amazing. Don't forget to follow the other links. You can find out more about Angela and follow her online. We also have some wonderful links in there about our sponsors and friends of the show. Click on all of those. Don't forget to also click that subscribe button so that you don't miss out next time when we come back with a new author, a new book, and a new sample chapter. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We'll be back again real soon.